The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. Now you will have seen at this stage. Uh, the uh, pushback from some quarters uh, to the comments made by Michael D. Higgins, president uh, to the Business Post, uh, wherein he criticised the upcoming forums on neutrality, security and defence. He criticised the nature of them. He criticised some interpret. Some are interpreting it. He's criticised government policy. He's talked about uh, us playing with fire and, and drifting towards NATO. He, he has apologised, it should be said, for criticisms he directed towards the chair uh, of the consultative forums, uh, Professor Louise Richardson. Uh, Gerald Crockwell is with me now, independent senator, and Mark Price, who's a, a co-founder of the Irish Neutrality League. Gentlemen, you're both welcome to the show. Before we talk about the substantive issue maybe he made and whether he is right to, to suggest we're drifting towards NATO, was he wrong, Gerald, to criticise in the first place. 100%. He crossed the line 100%. He moved the the office of the president into the political arena. He used it to insult uh, a highly qualified academic. He insulted the defence forces that he is commander-in-chief of. And while he has apologised to Professor Richardson, he has not apologised to the defence forces. What he did pushes him way outside his office. What did he say that was insulting to the defence forces? He said that there should be no further investment in the Defence Forces until such a time as the problems in the Defence Forces are put right. Uh, he's been Commander-in-Chief for 12 years. What has he done to put it right? What what has he done with his weekly meetings with the Taoiseach or the Thánaiste uh, in order to put things right? I think one statement is all I can remember from him in 12 years, and that was to provide for the uh, accession of PD4 and RACO to the uh, Irish Congress of Trade Unions. So I, I regard his comments. Michael D. Higgins is a highly intelligent man. He does not make comments off the cuff. He thought everything out. What he did was deliberate, and he set out to do this uh, and the timing was very very precise uh, Mark should he have made these comments absolutely he should have and he didn't with respect uh, criticise the defence forces he criticised the management of the defence forces all of his statements were very much on the side of the rank and file and on the side of people who've suffered from abuse and from bullying and misogyny and so forth and he very strongly I can't say exactly how much like you say he hasn't done um, but he's t- his comments are, are timely because the co- upcoming consultative forum that the uh, Taoiseach has organised uh, in response to statements he made a year ago that Ireland didn't need a referendum to join NATO, uh, NATO uh, he's now having these forums uh, in order to supposedly have a consultation with the people. Every single one of the speakers, bar one, uh, is either associated with NATO or the military or is on record as saying we should join NATO or we should become more militarised. Well, I, I, I will ask you about that in a moment. But I mean, the, the broader point that he it's not the president's job to actively criticise government policy. I think I think you that can see that's, merit in that. Can't I, I you? think that's uh, with respect. Again, I think that the president is like a non-executive director in a company. We we look to this person to give guidance in the way that Mary McAleese made comments about inequality and, and poverty. I think his comments are uh, I- inspiring. I think they refer us back to the uh, to the commitment to the Pacific resolution of, dis- of disputes in our constitution and to international law. Uh, and I think that's the spirit in which he offers offers these. As you say, Jared, he's a highly intelligent uh, commentator and his comments are, are much appreciated. Uh, Jared, I mean, his, his comments as well or his views are not secret. Uh, and, and Michael D. Higgins was elected to this office twice because of those views, largely. You know, yeah, he hasn't hid them under a bushel. 
or anything. So what's the problem with him expressing them? On this particular issue, anything he has said up to now has been related to internal policy within Ireland. Uh, I still believe he should not make statements on anything to do with policy. Uh, His job is as head of state to stay out of that sort of thing. But in this particular instance, he has stepped into the international arena. And in that case, we're already seeing today that he has to apologise internationally to a highly uh, qualified academic, uh, Professor Richardson, the first female uh, president of uh, Oxford University. Uh, What he has done is outrageous. He is our president. His job is to act as our president and not make off-the-cuff comments. I mean, the, the... Pathetic apology of, oh, it was an off-the-cuff comment like I didn't really mean it. He knew exactly what he was saying. He has never spoken and not known what he's saying. He has been a consistent anti-imperialist, as you know. DBE stands for Dame of the British Empire. She, she, if if that, that, fine enough, if that was, that's all Tremendous honour, you'd agree. But her, but her, yes, but her work has been all to do with counterterrorism, uh, explicitly security issues between the US and the UK. Well, she got the DBE, though, for services to education and particularly work she did to encourage more children from deprived backgrounds into third level education. Fair so, enough. I mean, to, to criticise her, her views on counterterrorism is one thing, but he took real aim at the DBE, which she got for those reasons, which I was a bit surprised. I thought that would be the type of thing Michael Dean I would admire. OK, fair enough. Uh, I just think in general, is his the thrust of it and by the way can I can I come in here and say that uh, we are the uh, various groups have, have come together to organize people's forums on Irish neutrality and tonight in two hours time at Liberty Hall at 6 30 and um, we're having a, a, one of them we've had one in Limerick there'll be one in Cork and Galway Francis Black Bernadette McCallisky by Zoom uh, Karen Devine from DCU an ac- ac- academic Richard Boy Barrett um, and and so on uh, so Carol Fox from Panama. and Mark will, will the the sentiments expressed be in line with what Michael D said. So let's move on beyond whether he should have said it or not. And and the substantive point he made was, we are drifting towards NATO. Yeah. That was the criticism. Yeah, yeah. He, uh, he I, the best precedent of what he said actually uh, is funny to be quoting Eamon de Valera at this point. But in 1955, de Valera came out and said, uh, we have to be very careful not to drift willy nilly into military alliances where we lose, we give up any autonomy, any sovereignty to these uh, other other arrangements. And that's uh, that was the spirit in which he made his comments. I sincerely hope this evening when you have your meeting, and I congratulate you for having the meeting, I sincerely hope that you start off by defining what neutrality is. Because if we look at Michael D's statement at the weekend, what did he call it? Principled neutrality or something like that? Positive neutrality. Positive neutrality. Then the Taoiseach and the Taunashta refer to militarily neutral and politically neutral. None of these terms have any any basis whatsoever in international law. Then we get most politicians coming out with strong statements about how Ireland is uh, uh, neutral and non-aligned. Two opposite ends of the same pole. You can't use them in the same sentence. We do not understand what neutrality is. And I am a supporter of neutrality. I believe we should be neutral. I do not believe we should be in NATO. And by the way, even if we went to knock at the side door, don't mind the front door of NATO, they would laugh us out the door. We have nothing to bring to NATO, but we are the largest aircraft carrier in the world if you want to attack west to east or east to west. Shannon Airport, 
Knock Airport, Dublin Airport, Cork Airport would be gone like that and they would be taken over by whichever side wanted to attack first. And the way to have neutrality, because Jared and I are in full agreement on this, is to go back to the Horgan case of 2004, the the, the, the case about Shannon, and to to go back to Article 29 of the Constitution and to make it binding on the government, to make this so that people can take the government to court and force it to do things like abide by international law and not allow military use of of airports. Well, as as, as one who's involved in a high court action, which I can't really speak about at the moment, right now, right? Uh, I'm very, very conscious of the way our constitution is used or abused, if you want, right? I'm very much in favour of the fact that we should have in legislation Hmm. our our neutrality. I do not believe the constitution is the place for that because one never knows Hmm. what events are going to take place Somewhere down the line, the what, 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 constitution what, is too crude. Well, uh, Jared O'Pagley referring to there is 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 this agreement whereby the RAF uh, uh, scramble tornadoes or F thirty fives when Russian planes turn off transponders in, in Irish skies. W- would you accept, Mark? That I mean, in order to maintain our neutrality, however it's defined, we do need to be able to defend ourselves. That yeah, we, we need to have primary radar. We need to have the type of equipment at sea, uh, the type of assets at sea that can protect those undersea cables without asking NATO to do it for us and to scramble jets to intercept. We should get, we should put aside all that Russian undersea planes. cables and cyber security talk because really that can all be dealt with in other ways. We don't have to have military alliances to deal with those problems. Uh, as regards need the military aura, assets possibly though. Well, that's, te- it's a technical thing but we certainly don't need to join a military alliance to, do, to deal with those issues. But going back to the, the RAF thing, Michael D was promoting the UN and he's wanting to reform the UN. The UN in Article 51 says any member can take whatever steps it's necessary, including getting help from others, to defend itself. There's no derogation from from neutrality to ask for help from a powerful neighbour to defend yourself. With all due respects, I believe the High Court will decide that at some stage in the future. Well, it's it's an issue that we will follow closely, uh, Jared, and thanks a million for coming into studio. Jared Crockwell, Independent Senator, Mark Price, who is co-founder of the Irish Neutrality League. Mark, where and when tonight again? You don't have to give us the full lineup now. I let you do that once. Six thirty, Liberty Hall. Very, very shortly. Thanks, Gary. All right. Okay. Listen, gentlemen. Thanks a million uh, uh, for coming into us. One listener says, "Michael D. Finally earning that salary." Somebody else says, "He is a hundred percent right. We're being pushed into NATO by the US. Our neutrality should be precious, as it always uh, has been." Somebody else, though, uh, says, uh, "My opinion of our president is similar to his opinion of Donald Trump." Enough said. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from 4 on News Talk.